0: Everything revolves around Jesus Christ. He is the center of and even the maker of the substance of our molecular structure because this pleases the Father. Colossians 1, 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. When God says all, it's all. All things are held together by what physicists describe as the strong force, without which all physical things would go poof, just fall apart and disappear. God's children know this strong force that holds all things together as a person, even a living word person. John chapter 1 verse 14 and Revelation chapter 19 verse 13. If man's vaunted scientists would take the time to really look, they would find that God's Word, the living Word of the Creator, is already there thousands of years ahead of their latest discoveries. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son— "...whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Everything in the universe is held together by the word of his power." All things revolve around Jesus Christ, and this absolutely and most literally means all, because this pleases the Father. Dear visitor, have you been born again, as Jesus says in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Without Jesus Christ, your life has no, as in zero, eternal value. But in Christ, your soul, just one soul, is worth infinitely more than the aggregate wealth of the earth and its universe. In Jesus Christ, we are born again. We become sons and daughters of God, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Today can be the best day of your life. And as you walk in childlike faith, tomorrow will be better. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you follow me, everything in your life changes today. Today, all of your sin and shame will be expunged from your record and cast as far as the East is from the West. Today, all of satan's bondages will be broken and it is certainly true the bigger the better today your soul is in your hand everything will revolve around this decision today two doors stand before you life and death choose life and live here is the prompt i promised click on the further with jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of god now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah 55 verse 12, For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. God said, Psalms 96 verse 1, O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth." God said, Psalms 98, 4 through 8. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With trumpets and sound of cornet, Make make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills Be joyful together. Man said, the Bible should be banned from an enlightened society. Teaching children about God and Jesus Christ should be illegal and considered child abuse. Let's face it, the book is hate speech. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, Feature 1,136. That will for the 1136th time. Certify the supernatural bona fides of the majority text Holy Bible. All of these glorious features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood bought and as a platform from which to fish for the lost souls of mankind. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May the glory of the cross fill your life and your home with its magnificent light. Many will claim that if one is going to take the Bible at all, it shouldn't be literally. Others add to the doubt and confusion by asserting that the Bible is not inerrant. However, it be known unto you saints, the Bible is to be taken literally, literal spiritually or literal physically, and it is certainly inerrant Holy Ghost truth. We are a part of a marvelous musical creation with musicality permeating the smallest of living organisms all the way up to the world's largest, from the tallest of earth's mountains to the flattest of fields, even to the farthest reaches of the universe. When these musical creation principles were laid out thousands of years ago in the Bible, contrarians asserted then and now that these statements were to be received metaphorically. But metaphorically speaking, they were not. Some of you know Brother Randy Estelle, who is now in the presence of the Lord. On the earth, he served the kingdom as a Holy Ghost concert pianist, evangelist, and minister of the gospel. On one occasion, while ministering at our country church, he taught us that we were musically created and central to life was our heartbeats. The heart says boom 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 butter butter deep boom 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 and the music continues. The word of God is the literal inerrant truth. Creation is certainly musical. God said man said has addressed the biblical fact that all creation sings several times. Saints must remember that when science arrives at their latest discovery, they find the children of God are patiently awaiting their arrival. A singing creation will be just one more glorious example. Karen Backer is a Rhodes Scholar of the University of Oxford, a professor at the University of British Columbia, and a former Annenberg Fellow at Stanford University. She published The Sounds of Life, in which she certifies the literal perfection of God's Word, if inadvertently. Before we highlight information from Professor Backer's book, several findings follow from the God Said, Man Said feature. Literal interpretation stands. All creation sings. How bizarre. The Bible records that all of creation has been designed to sing praises to its creator. Bible-believing Christians are often berated for taking the word of God literally. Does creation sing? Could this ancient record be once again vindicated? The headline on ScienceMag.org reads, Pitch Perfect Frogs. A paragraph follows. A concert of croaking male frogs is a fierce singing contest, and he who has the sexiest voice gets to mate the most. Now two ecologists working in Malaysia report on a tree frog— that has taken this musical battle to a strategic extreme. It adjusts its pitch to match the resonant frequency of the hole it lives in, thus tipping the scales in its favor." Wired for Harmony is the November 12, 2012 headline at ScienceMag.org, An excerpt follows. Stop that noise! Many creatures, such as human babies chimpanzees and chicks, react negatively to dissonance, harsh, unstable grating sounds. Since the days of the ancient Greeks, scientists have wondered why the ear prefers harmony. Now, scientists suggest that the reason may go deeper than an aversion to the way clashing noises abrade auditory nerves. Instead, It may lie in the very structure of the ear and brain, which are designed to respond to the elegantly spaced structure of a harmonious sound." Following headlines were posted by Mother Nature Network. Toadfish can be tenors. Mice sing at supersonic levels. Mexican fire-tailed bats sing for love antelope squirrels trill their songs killer whales, killer whales excuse me sing for their peers Pacific chorus frogs sing for soundtracks. end of quote the headline at national Geographic.com reads plants listen to the good vibes of other plants a few excerpts from the May 9 2013 feature follow plants might be able to eavesdrop "...on their neighbors and use the sounds they hear to guide their own growth according to a new study that suggests plants use acoustic signaling to communicate with one another. We have shown that plants can recognize when a good neighbor is growing next to them," said study co-author Monica Galliano, an evolutionary ecologist at the University of Western Australia. We are proposing that this communication may be based upon an acoustic exchange. The findings published this week in the journal BMC Ecology suggest that plants can not only smell the chemicals and see the reflected light of their neighbors, they may also listen to the plants around them. Plants are more complex organisms than we give them credit for, Gagliano said. Gagliano thinks that learning the secrets of plant communication could have practical applications that could benefit humans. She imagines farmers using sound to encourage or discourage the growth of certain plants, negating the need for fertilizers or pesticides. Whether it would be economically viable, co-author Michael Renton said, for a farmer to play music to get that little extra germination speed I think we'll have to wait a while for the answer to that one, end of quote. All of creation sings literally. Consider these paragraphs from the September 2016 issue of Acts and Facts. Hearing is beautifully represented in the animal world. Experts say fin whales can hear the bleeps of other fin whales from more than 500 miles away. Some scientists even claim their hearing range is thousands of miles. Humpback whales are famous for singing songs. They can last up to 30 minutes. They sing in rhyme, and the songs can be heard by other male whales. It's passed along the water so that an entire ocean may have all the humpback whales singing the exact same song at the exact same time, a kind of great whale choir. (laughs) End of quote from the God said, man said, feature of music power. Why is there this phenomenon of song and music? It transcends every nationality line, and for that matter, all of creation. It exists because it is part of the spiritual construction of all life, and of all God's creation is designed to harmonize with it. Within music has found great benefit to all of life and God invests much instruction time, instruction time, excuse me, in our owner's manual, the Holy Bible. A relatively new physiological medical area of training is making serious strides in the field of medicine and it's called music therapy. Some of the following, following cited research will make its now recognized benefits abundantly clear. A marvelous thing to consider is that thousands of years before science knew the reason why God in his perfect wisdom, the engineer and creator of all life, declared the importance of music in his word, just another proof of the supernatural credibility of the Bible. Music is now known to improve immune response. A subject on this website in the God Said, Man Said, the record category, titled A Merry Heart or a Broken Spirit, declares that when one is in a joyful, positive spirit, something that music can help induce, his bone marrow pumps out red and white blood cells profusely. Red blood cells carry food and oxygen to the body, and white blood cells destroy disease." A joyful, positive spirit that music can surely help to promote enhances a strong immune system. Mood is the reflection of the spirit dwelling in your earthen vessel, your body. The Bible teaches that music is a spiritual medium having the ability to change mood. Spirits are affected by music, whether the spirit of man, of angels, or devils. Songs of praise to God have the power of mood-changing life in them, because God inhabits the praise of his people. Psalms 22, verse 3, And where the spirit of God and his light dwells, the spirit of darkness and its dark moods must flee. Note 1 Samuel sixteen twenty-three, And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul... That David took in harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. The music of God has the power to alter spiritual composition. Also, note that evil music has the opposite effect. For example, carnal musical concerts, especially those directed toward the 15 to 30 year old age group, have a major security concern. Police are brought in to attempt to control the violence, alcohol, and illicit drugs. At a gospel concert, you'll typically need police only to help direct traffic. Two different musics, two different spirits, two different moods, two different gods, one big G-O-D and one little G-O-D. So music directly affects moods and science now confirms it. Energy Times uh, magazine cited research published in two medical journals concerning mood. The journal stated that people undergoing cardiac procedures enjoy improved mood and see drops in blood pressure and respiratory rates after listening to music. Also, neophyte music makers have shown improved immune responses. The list of the benefits of God's music is long indeed. The power of music is created by God, and all of creation responds to it. Put music therapy to work in your vehicle and home. Bless yourself and your home by playing and singing along with godly music. Your spirit and your flesh will respond favorably. End of quotes. The headline of the September 2018 feature in Discover Magazine reads, Hearing Nemo, and the subhead reads, How Scientists Discovered a Symphony Under the Sea, a Few Excerpts Follow. Biologists have, for the most part, continued to focus on the sounds individual fish make and hear. Gradually, though, a new approach is emerging. More people are beginning to listen to the entire aquatic symphony. These habitat soundscapes are subtly composed Recent studies are revealing that far from being an impromptu free-for-all, fish don't simply yell and shout, however, and whenever they want. They fit their voices together like an orchestra of instruments in a melodic musical score. Yes, all of creation sings just like God said. Short paragraphs, sentences, and phrases from Dr. Backer's book, The Sounds of Life, spotlight how today's science of bioacoustics reveals the marvel of God's singing creation. At first, the statements selected will certainly appear somewhat disjointed from the overall purpose of the doctor's narrative, but for the purpose of this feature, it will be apparent. The following statements are lifted from The Sounds of Life. Page 12. To pass the time while waiting for the ice to open, sailors kept themselves busy by hunting walrus and seals, gambling, and storytelling. Herbert Aldress, a journalist, a boat hopped from the Eliza to the Hunter, the Belina to the Thrasher, photographing the voyage on his Schofield detective cameras. But mostly he fretted. Captain Kelly attempted to console him one night by telling tales of singing whales. At first, Aldrich assumed this was a joke aimed at him, a gullible outsider, and the first writer to accompany the whaling fleet into the western Arctic. Then one day, he too heard the whale music as the ships followed their prey. Page 16. Eventually, Navy researchers realized that these monstrous cries were the distinctive sounds of whales— Diving into the ocean, the whales were communicating with one another along the SOFAR channel, where their songs traveled unimpeded across hundreds and even thousands of miles. The whales had long ago perfected what the military had only just discovered. Page 18. Like humans, killer whales use sound to identify individuals, exchange information, and negotiate social relationships. Each pod has its own unique dialect of calls that calves learn from their mothers over several years, one of the most complex culture communication repertoires in the animal world. As pod members stay together their entire lives, their dialects form part of their identity and indicate a strong cultural bond. Killer whales with different dialects rarely intermingle for long. These dialects are so distinct that scientists and even trained amateurs, can differentiate between pods simply by listening. Some whale calls are also very loud. Sperm whales, the loudest animal in the world, can vocalize at over 200 decibels, louder than a rocket launch or a jet engine that takeoff, off and loud enough to burst your eardrums if you're swimming nearby. Page 19. The third type of sound made by some cetaceans is the long, low, rhythmic pattern of sounds produced by baleen whales, popularly referred to as whale song. The songs which are thought to be sung exclusively by males and may be related to mating are some of the most complex sonic displays in the animal kingdom. Some whales sing in the infrasound range while others sing at frequencies that are audible to humans. Humpback whale songs are the best studied, although other species also sing distinct songs. Page 21. Soon after meeting scientists Roger and Katie Payne, something moved Navy engineer Frank Waltington to show them his secret recordings of whale songs. Listening to the reels playing in the engine room of Watlington's boat, Katie later recounted that they had never heard anything like it tears flowed from our cheeks. We were just completely transfixed and amazed because the sounds are so beautiful, so powerful, so variable. They were, as we learned later, the sounds of just one animal. Page 21, the whale songs, Katie Payne realized, were as complex as an intricate piece of music. Page 23, Decades after Katie's discoveries, song transmission among humpback whales is now accepted as evidence of the planetary scale of humpback whale social interactions, vocal learning, and cultural evolution. A song originating in one part of the Pacific can gradually spread to other humpback populations across the entire ocean basin. Page 33. When you lower the hydrophone into the ocean... It's a complete cacophony of voices and singers. It's like the Twilight Zone, a completely different world. Belugas, bowhead, and bird seals and ice, and you're going, Oh my God, it's a jungle underneath the ice. Page 47. Katie Payne's discovery that elephants speak in sounds below the range of human hearing generated considerable excitement in conservation circles. The New York Times described her study in lyrical terms. It is the first evidence that land mammals can produce such infrasonic sounds, and it adds the elephant's basso calls to the wildlife choir that includes the high-frequency shrieks of bats, the soprano voices of porpoises, the alto wails of wolves and coyotes, and the tenor to bass-range songs of humpback whales. Thomas Lovejoy, vice president of the World Wildlife Fund, described the findings as a revelation. This discovery is like suddenly finding a hitherto unknown language. Page 62. Scientists' insight into whales and elephants set the scientific community on a new path using bioacoustics to decipher non-human communication across the tree of life. Scientists are learning that a vast array of species is listening and sounding in ways we've only barely begun to understand. Page 66. If whales are the opera singers of planet Earth and birds are the orchestra, then turtles are more like a quiet marimba or a tiny thumb piano, low-frequency, quiet sounds of relatively short duration that only an attentive ear and a body held in stillness might pick up. Page 76. It was only some years later when Brazilian scholar Rafael Bastos went to a bioacoustics workshop organized by scientists at the University of Santa Catarina, that he heard the sounds of fish songs and realized that Equas claims to have heard the Dorados singing were more than merely fanciful. Page 84. Healthy coral reefs, Tim Gordon knew, are lively with sound. The unfolding waves of sound are like an underwater orchestra or the endless improvisation of a jazz band. On the Great Barrier Reef, the humpback whales sing the soprano melody fish supply the course, whooping clownfish, grunting cod, and crunching parrotfish. Sea urchins scrape resonating like tubas. Percussion is the domain of the chattering dolphins and clacking shrimp who use their pincers to create bubbles that explode with a loud bang. Lobsters rasp their antenna on their shells like washboards. Rainfall, wind, and waves provide the backbeat. To get the best seat, You would have to attend a concert in the middle of the night at the full moon when fish chorusing typically crest. But you wouldn't necessarily need to have a front-row seat. Mass fish choruses can be heard up to 50 miles away, and whale sounds resonate for hundreds of miles. Page 120. Professor George Pierce, an early pioneer in communications engineering, led research in decoding the sounds of insects— becoming one of the world's first bioacousticians. The implications of Pierce's research would not be widely understood until many years later. Yet at the end of his life, Pierce displays a keen sense of the future relevance of his work. His final book, The Songs of Insects, focused on his work with crickets and grasshoppers, rather than summing up his influential co- career in wireless communications. Page 125 concerning bats as the pups start to fly they learn their group signature call a key a key vocalization that facilitates future decisions about mating partners juvenile males learn territorial songs from their fathers and even undergo a babbling practice phase, such much like human and songbird infants the pups begin pronouncing individual syllables of their group songs at around two or three weeks of age. By ten weeks, these syllables have crystallized into songs. For a while, their songs are more variable than those of adults, as if they are still practicing. By the time they are adults, the bats have defined songs unique to their territory, signature calls unique to their immediate family, and a large vocabulary of specific sounds, including individual-specific calls. As in other bat species, these vocalizations are learned rather than innate. Bat songs, like whale songs, are also culturally transmitted and evolve over time. The greater sacwing bats have two types of songs—territorial songs, which fend off rival males, and courtship songs, which lure females to roost— In a male's territory. Page 161. Scientists have recently discovered, for example, that animals share linguistic features once thought to be uniquely human, including the previously unsuspected syntax in whale song and bird song, and even combinatorial processing in primate and insect vocalizations. Page 201. We are just beginning to understand the universal importance of sound for species across the full range of the tree of life. From the humble coral to the mighty whale, the non-human world is more sensitive to sound than we suspected. Many non-human creatures use sound to communicate with one another in much more complex ways than scientists previously understood. By using digital bioacoustics tools, We can record their complex forms of communication by using artificial intelligence. We can decode them. Bioacoustics and artificial intelligence combined offer humanity a powerful new window into the world of non-human meaning making. You and I could never sing like a whale or buzz like a bee, but computers and biomimicry robots can. Our digital devices have brought us to the brink of a new era in digitally mediated interspecies communication, end quote. As the children of faith surely know, the Word of God is true and righteous altogether, fully literal, fully inerrant, and a place to build a life that will last forever, fully. Does all creation sing? science's latest discoveries, says yes. God said, Isaiah 55, verse 12, For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. God said, Psalms 96, verse 1, O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth, God said, Psalms 98, 4 through 8, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Man said, The Bible should be banned from an enlightened society. Teaching children about God and Jesus Christ should be illegal and considered child abuse. Let's face it, the book is hate speech. Now you have the record.